Hey, my name is Zach, and this is the Plaid Jacket Philosopher, the podcast for tradespeople in the blue-collar middle class. I'm hoping to punch a few holes in the stereotypes that surround blue-collar workers and hopefully share a lot of the stories on how we got into our line of work and the honest joy you can get from working outside of the office space. The plan is to mix in interviews as well as some solo stories from job sites, fatherhood, and personal experiences that led me to where I am today. Some will be funny, some will be personal, but hopefully any and all content here can help broaden what your opinion is of the blue-collar middle class. First things first, that intro is going to be changing pretty quickly because I've reached out to somebody, actually my brother, who's going to be putting together a bit of intro and outro music. So anyway, something that'll actually mark the beginning and end of the episode rather than just my monotonous tones introducing and giving you an outro every episode. So look forward to that in the new year, as well as a few other minor tweaks and changes. You know, I'm working on uh, different guests, different interviews, stuff that's kind of interesting, kind of a little bit of a broader base to the blue collar life. You know, like, again, a lot of tradespeople that I talk to have a lot bigger ideas, a lot deeper ideas, and they like to talk about them. And so it's just just a matter of getting them to open up and actually come onto the podcast and express those ideas to a wider audience. But I'm chipping away. It's working. And like I said, the first episode coming out January 6th with Anthony Blankenship is one of my favorite ones I've done so far. He's an author. I'm really looking forward to dropping it. I've been kind of sitting on it for a few weeks now, but I figured I don't listen very much over the holidays to podcasts, so I figure a lot of people are kind of the same way. They aren't going to be listening to it either, so I might as well burn a couple of boring monologue episodes in the middle here, ones that are a little bit shorter that you can kind of digest a bit easier in between your tryptophan coma from going from one turkey dinner to the next. I know that's how I've been feeling. So we can roll right into a recap of Christmas, which I know last week I had said my kids were feeling sick, but that was recorded a little bit in advance because I didn't want to kind of come right up against the wall heading into Christmas. I had a lot of stuff going on. Anyway, I'm not going to go into any details because, you know, ask no questions and you'll hear no lies. But my plans switched up a little bit. Loved it. Great Christmas. Um, much needed kind of recharge of the batteries. And so here we go, getting ready for 2021. And now, okay, I know that everybody, every podcast I've listened to is talking about resolutions, this resolutions that, you know, time to turn the page. I don't believe much in resolutions, not to, you know, if that's what you believe in, that's what you kind of can anchor yourself to. And, you know, a pivot point for you, go for it. That's awesome. But For myself, if I'm going to do something, I'm just going to do it um, when I decide it's necessary. You know, it was like this podcast Uh, on a lot of the podcast pages that I'm on in social media. It's talking about waiting until 2021 to release an episode or, oh, you know, just have everything ready. I'm just waiting until the new year to release something. I mean, what does it matter? It's an arbitrary day in the calendar. If you're going to start something, start something now. And look, just like every single one of you, I'm going to be so happy to not see 2020 in my calendar every day anymore whenever I look at my phone. But I'm pretty sure 2021 is going to be just as bad or worse. And, you know, I'm a pessimist. I'd like to say I'm a realist, but let's be real. Let's look at the way things are going. You know, it's going to be much more the same. Got to turn that around internally, you know, change your outlook on things you can make it a lot better. You can make it a lot more positive experience. That's one thing that I'm thankful for with this podcast is giving me something to kind of, I don't know, give me a bit of uh, a bit more direction this year when, you know, everything else was kind of falling apart or changing around me. And I, I had no control over any of that. So I figured I might as well start an outlet, something that I can 
vent to. Um, ironically, a few people actually enjoy listening to these rantings and ramblings, and then occasionally I get a good guest and there's actually a, a decent conversation. So that's one thing that I'm super thankful for from last year. I know I kind of went into things I'm thankful for last episode. Sorry, shoot me. I'm grasping at straws. It's actually been a good week, which usually means that um, I'm not as fired up to record these. I like to, you know, have something that's kind of bugging me or eating at me a little bit. It kind of gives me a little bit more fire when it comes to these episodes. But this week has been good, which, you know, most people would say that's a good thing for you. And I agree it's a good thing for me. It's just not very good for my creative juices every week for this podcast. So this one, I'm I'm pretty happy. Things have gone well. Nice recharge of the batteries. But here we go, rolling into 2021. And speaking of that mindset, kind of, I, I like to have something kind of digging at me when I'm going to start to do a podcast. And you know what? I've never heard it kind of vocalized better than I was watching The Last Dance on Netflix, which if you haven't seen it, even if you aren't a basketball or a Michael Jordan fan, it's incredible. It's wild to see that guys compete, that guys drive. Like, there's nobody better than Michael Jordan. Um, yeah, LeBron's not even close, so don't at me with that kind of stuff, but nobody was as good as Michael and the way the way that it views him obviously he got final cut on that on that series so it, it it puts him in a pretty good light and I'm aware of that but regardless looking at his mindset and the way that he attacked the game and his opponents was incredible it didn't matter if he had no beef with any of these these opponents that he was playing in the playoffs or you know regular season whenever he would attack his opponents like crazy but he would make things up in his head I mean I think there was even a point in one of the interviews where he said, well, did this guy ever actually say that? He's like, I don't give a shit. Like to him, he builds up those opponents in his head. It's something that I like to do as well. And ironically, two weeks ago or whatever, I don't know, it's been a while now. I've kind of recorded a couple episodes in clumps, but a couple weeks ago now, I got an email from the hosting site that I use to host my podcast. And they said that they had just in the last 12 months, there were 100,000 new podcasts just on their platform. Now, keep in mind, there's a ton of different platforms that are hosting podcasts. So let's say, I don't know, probably a safe bet, a really low estimate would be 400,000 new podcasts in the last 12 months, like as a conservative number. Now, for me personally, I like to, you know, some people will look at that number and say, holy cow, like I don't have a shot in hell. And realistically, the chances of your podcast making it are a lot slimmer than one in 400,000 because before this year they were over 1.2 million. So let's say there's probably around 1.6, 1.7 million podcasts worldwide nowadays. Like, you know, if you were to really think about that or take an analytical look at that, the, the chances of it surviving, let alone gaining any kind of viewership at all are slim to none. But that's not, that's really not the mindset that I have anyway, and not the mindset that I'd I'd recommend to any of you guys to have like, you know, think big, think, think crazy. I mean, a, a lot of the goals that I've set for myself, I mean, I don't, I don't reiterate them out loud to anybody. But you know, I have them written down and they're, they seem crazy, borderline delusional. But you know, if you aren't going to dream big, then what's the point in going like the, there's one there's one quote, I like to kind of put in one quote, at least per episode. And this one is from Walt Disney, which is fitting. We just got Disney Plus and I'm teaching my kids about the whole universe of Star Wars. So yeah, big nerd, I know. And they aren't nearly as interested as I'd hoped they'd be. But, you know, maybe one of them as they get a little bit older will clue into it. But it's been fun for me anyway. Anyway, 
So Walt Disney's quote, whatever you do, do it well. And that I can attribute to anything. I mean, again, we can go through applications in work life, in parenting slash mentoring roles, or in in family life. It, it, it's it's all across the board, right? And I, I'll, I will go into a little bit more, but specifically right now with the podcast or whatever your goals are moving forward, again, today it comes out on the 30th. It might as well be New Year's Day anyway, but if you've got a resolution, start it now and do it to the best of your ability. That's the only thing we can do. There's a lot of stuff we aren't going to have control over. We'd like to think that that's all going to be left in 2020, but I highly doubt it. It's going to, a lot of that is going to roll over and we're going to pay for it in 2021. Sorry, I'm going to load this episode with a few more quotes. Uh, I just started reading Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl. He was an Austrian neurologist, a psychiatrist, and actually a Holocaust survivor. He went through a number of different camps through the Nazi war machine and their final solution. And anyway, so he frequently quotes Nietzsche. And he says, so this is a quote by Nietzsche, He who has a why to live for can bear almost any how. So that again, that rolls right into whatever you may have experienced through 2020. And for me, you know, it was uh, it was a lot of unsurety. I was pretty nervous. I was pretty worried going through a lot of the stuff, especially at the beginning of the lockdown. I didn't know if I was going to get shut down or I wouldn't be able to to provide for my family. You know, there's a lot of a lot of fear that went along with a lot of that, especially at the beginning. Kind of got over that as I realized that work was still going to continue on, not too different than normal. But anyway. That's just something to keep in mind that no matter what you're facing, I mean, a lot of it's internal, as long as you have that internal drive, and you have a reason to keep going, no matter what's going on around you, you can keep pushing through. And that's again, so this is really, if you were to summarize this book, um, it's basically that forces beyond your control can take away everything you possess, except for one thing, your freedom to choose how you will respond to the situation. You know, you cannot necessarily control what happens to you in life, but you can always control what you will feel and do about what happens to you. And so that, again, that's that's directly from actually the foreword of the book, but it's a good kind of synopsis of the whole theme of the book. And so it's something that, you know, it's funny. This book was obviously written, the guy wrote it in nine days after after surviving the death camps and after going through all of that. And it's something, it's a book that still resonates to this day, which, you know, and he even says it in his own words in there. It's, it's kind of, um, it's notable that a lot of people are still picking up a book that says man's search for meaning. You know, it's not something that we all have tons of knowledge about. It's something that people are always looking for is that drive why to go forward, especially going through a year like 2020, where a lot of stuff may have changed. You know, you got to find that why. For me, it's my family. It's now this podcast has kind of become a creative outlet for it, a bit of a a vent. Like I said, a lot of the time I come into this with a bit of a monkey on my back or a chip on my shoulder, kind of pissed off. But, you know, that's my process. Everybody has their own thing to way to go about it. But that's just something to keep in mind. You know, find a reason, find a why that you're moving forward through life. And that can drive you all kinds of directions, all different places that you never necessarily thought you could go or that you had the ability to do or the comfort level to deal with. But, you know, if you've got got a drive, got a reason why, then you'd be amazed at how far it can take you. So that's looking forward. Now looking back, 2020 was, yeah, a crazy year, but I'm pretty thankful for a lot of it, you know, starting this podcast, um, getting to actually network with a few other people with their own podcasts. You know, you're able to bounce ideas and even just listen to 
you know, everybody's aware of the really big podcasts, the Rogans, the Monday morning podcast, the whatever else may podcast you may listen to. I mean, obviously Rogan's probably at the peak right now, but it's almost impossible to really relate to them. It's it's hard to glean any kind of knowledge or any advice or any tips moving forward because they're just they're on a different level, right? It's a different stratosphere. But it's been really cool and that's probably my favorite part so far, but mainly in the last last month, six weeks, something like that. But starting to actually talk to other podcasters who are roughly in the same boat. I ideally you know, it's it's nice to talk to people who are a bit farther along, a bit farther ahead. It kind of gives you a, a goal to strive for as well as somebody who's probably already been there, done that. And so it's nice to it's nice to kind of learn from those kind of people. And I, you know, I'm, I'm always I'm always looking to try to, you know, learn whatever I can glean, whatever type of knowledge I can, as well as helping out too. like it's kind of cool. Like I said, of 100,000 podcasts on this one hosting site. And again, probably 400,000 this year, maybe not maybe more since a lot of people are at home, but it's kind of nice that you can find other people in this whole big mass of massive podcasts. And there's a few that'll stick out and that you can kind of talk to, relate to, bounce ideas off. So I'm thankful for that. I'm also thankful for a lot of the guests this year. I mean, from my very first guest, who is my buddy, Doug, I basically just phoned him up. I said, hey, man, like I really need to practice interview skills. I have this interview coming up, which ended up being Gary, who is the hypnotherapist who is transitioning from a career in painting and trades to a career in hypnotherapy and helping people with their cognitive abilities or their, you know, mental issues. And it was kind of it was cool because he's going through a transition and I was kind of starting this new lane, this podcast, something that I was completely unfamiliar with, unaware of. And so there were a lot of similarities between our two kind of pivots in our careers. Not that this is a career. I make no money off of this. I'm still just pouring money into it, trying to get it, you know, off the ground to to work. But it's something that I love doing. So it's not, it doesn't feel like a chore. It doesn't feel like a job. But um, so anyway, so that that interview. And then I think, I think I know for sure the, the interview that I got the most out of this year, that the, the lessons still kind of resonate with me, uh, was episode 10. It was Dustin Boydell, who... Again, if you aren't aware, he's on Twitch. He's Dustin underscore N underscore Boston. Give him a follow. I I don't Twitch, but you know I'm gonna check out his streams when I can. And he was an awesome guy. We've been in talks. We're gonna do another episode in this new year here. But man, like especially if you're new here, joining me from the Fumbled Penis Podcast, Matt's podcast. Again, thank you so much for the shout out. But I'd recommend any episode to start off on. Go back to episode ten. It's just, it's incredible. And so likewise, again, if you guys want to hear, honestly, the funniest kind of one man slash startup podcast that I've heard this year, listen to the Fumbled Penis podcast. It's incredible. It's off the wall. And it's about the farthest thing you can find from PC. So if you're easily offended, don't listen. He doesn't need any more complaints, but it is hilarious. And he's blowing up. So, you know, get on that train while it's still in the station. And, uh, but anyway, so... If you haven't had a chance to listen to that, go back to episode 10 and listen to Dustin's story. Uh, it's incredible. It's it's stuck with me to this day. You know, then to conversations with my cousin Nathan, to my buddy CJ, and then also Jaunty, and then a huge thanks to my buddy Mark from the podcast, Hey Mark. You know, to me, this podcast is a vehicle to get to deeper conversations. I mean, I've hinted at it. I've talked about it directly in different episodes, but working out of town, a lot of the time by that second to third week of isolation when it's just you and your coworkers, you're all amped to get back home to your families, to your loved ones. 
you know, you start to break down and you really start to lean on each other for support. And I found that third week, people would open right up. Like we were getting into deep philosophical conversations or nerdy conversations. You know, we had kind of Game of Thrones plot lines all put together back when season four was airing and we were trying to foresee into season six, seven, and eight. Anyway, a lot of it, none of us got it right, but I think our endings were a lot better anyway. But I digress. Regardless, the the whole idea of the podcast here is to just kind of open up those avenues again to have those deeper conversations because at work, all I'm dealing with generally is contractors, different customers, you know, uh, co-workers, we do get into deeper conversations, but a lot of the time I'm dealing with customers. So it's it's a lot of, you know, small talk. I fucking hate small talk. Like I love getting into a deep conversation, but I hate small talk. I can't do it. It's it's just monotonous, it's boring, and you both know that you're you're really just going through the paces here. It's just, you know, you're regurgitating the same shit to every person. It, it drives me crazy. So that's one thing that I hope to do more of this year. I really wanted to focus on just the basics, learning how to edit and cut an episode and get it somewhat listenable. I've been amazed with the support, so thank you guys. It's way more than I ever expected. I've I've gotten, you know, my download goals way earlier than I thought as far as episodes would take it. So thank you. That's that's all to you guys. I really appreciate it. And keep sharing it to anybody who you think might find it interesting or ideally anybody who you think might want to come on here for a conversation. I'm always looking for deeper conversations. The you know, I've had a few interviews that haven't aired because they just, you know, they don't always go that great. It's that's most of it's my fault. If I'm not leading the conversation properly, I've had to redo a couple of ones because the, you know, the first one just wasn't very great. And then we ended up releasing the second one, which was awesome. But it's a learning process for me too. So I really appreciate the pace, patience. And, you know, I, I'd like to ideally rotate kind of monologue, then interview monologue, interview weekly that way. But at this point, I'm working on just my skills as a solo podcaster and when I get the chance and when an interview goes well, I will definitely release it. And like I said, next week, January 6th, I'm going to be releasing the one with Anthony Blankenship, the author. He's incredible. So, and he does most of the talking. So you're in luck. It's not going to be a lot of me. It's going to be mostly Anthony talking. And I really encourage you guys to give it a listen. He's full of knowledge, especially if you're a parent or thinking about becoming a parent or if you came from a fucked up childhood, anything. His story is amazing. I'm not going to tease it too much right now, but tune in next week. It should be a doozy. All right, so circling back to kind of the whole theme of this one, basically whatever you do, do it to the best of your ability and focus on finding out the the why that you're going to do because then you can face almost any how. And so we'll first kind of plug it back into our relationships, whether that be with your spouse, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, whoever it may be, whatever romantic partner you have, um, for my wife and I, again, the biggest thing that kind of drives our relationship is that we have a common set of core values. We hold the same things in kind of the highest regard. That's being, you know, our family values. It's always family first. It's honesty. It's trust. It's it's moving forward with that kind of a foundation, which I think should be necessary in any romantic relationship. But it's something that we both really value And, you know, we've both had relationships where that wasn't the core anchor and it falls apart. Um, I'm sure any of you guys out there listening, you've all had relationships like that. You couldn't trust each other, whatever it may be. So anyway, that's our why. Our why is that we have to build a firm relationship together. We both came from divorces, from broken homes. And so to us, that's that's our foundation. We want to build a strong platform to raise our kids on. 
So that's our why. And it doesn't really matter what life is going to throw at us. That's what we kind of have built our foundation on. And so that's what I strive for you guys to do too. I mean, obviously, I think honesty is paramount in any relationship. So that is obviously a bedrock you have to build on. But whatever your guys' core values are, support each other. And another thing too is really really encouraging growth in the other person. Like my wife does a great job of encouraging me with this podcast. She's way better on things like Instagram. Like she kind of pushed me to just start an Instagram for this page. It's pretty new. It's just budding, but it's something that uh, honestly, she's probably going to take over in the future because I don't know how to navigate that thing. Like I'm just figuring out whatever uh, hashtags and that kind of stuff. And it, so she's probably going to take it over. She's going to do a bit of a giveaway type thing. We're going to try to just raise a little bit of awareness, but she's way better at that. And so she pushes me, she drives me to be better and she does whatever she can to help me be better. And I do the same thing with her. Like, you know, when I can see that the stress of the kids or the family life, taking care of the house is all kind of it's weighing on her. It's starting to bring her down a little bit. Like I, I encourage her to go out with her friends. I mean, I know it's trickier right now with all these lockdowns and everything, but we really try to encourage each other to, to branch out a little bit. And all that is because we have this basis of honesty and trust. And so, you know, if she wants to go out with her friends, I'm hundred percent behind her. Go for it. I know she needs to blow off some steam, get her mind off the house for a little bit. Go for it. So that's kind of our why. And then it doesn't matter what the how is, what the outside noise or all the distractions are going to be in life. We, we've we got that bedrock to move forward on. And so I, I, yeah, I'd stress and I would really encourage you guys to try to find that foundation, but then to push each other forward, to try to help each other get out of our comfort zones. And, you know, steel sharpens steel. You want to have a formidable partner, a formidable relationship, somebody who really does try to make you be the best person that you can be. My wife does that for me, and I like to think that I do that for her, at least that's what I try to do. So again, in our relationships, that's what I would really encourage you guys to do or to try to take that mindset forward and see how far you guys can take it in 2021. I mean, again, to me, the date is arbitrary, but whatever your starting point is, just try to grow from there. So if if you like to view January 1st or the, the beginning of the new year as a pivoting point, view it that way this year and see how far you guys can really push and grow your relationships. It's it's amazing when you guys really feel that that mutual trust and respect. And it's, yeah, it'll drive you to places you never thought possible. I never had this with any other relationship and I couldn't, I didn't think it was possible until I met my wife. So anyway, enough fluffing her. She's going to listen to this and she'll really be happy about that. So now moving into... Uh, relationships with, you know, your, whether it be in my case, apprentices or people that you're mentoring or your children. That's kind of, I I like to view them kind of the same way because both of them, you're trying to cultivate the maximum amount of growth that you can out of that person. Obviously with kids, you may have a little bit more vested interest, but when it comes to apprentices, that comes down to your bottom line. That's going to help you get your own advancement, get raises, get, you know, more money from whatever field of work you're in. So that is also, that's a huge driver. So again, just do the best that you can and really try to cultivate that in them with when it comes to apprentices or people working underneath you when you're in a mentorship role, those people, the better that they do, the better it's going to reflect on you, not only as kind of showing your skills through what they can do, but also just your leadership abilities, your mentorship abilities, the way that you're able to motivate people, all of that stuff reflects greatly on you. 
and it's also going to build up the people working underneath you and it's going to allow them to go farther in life and again it's that whole mutual growth thing again looping back to your relationship with your significant other if you push them to grow they're going to help push you to grow and there's you become that it's a it's a mutual yeah it's a mutual benefit to to everybody around you to a workspace you know you're all kind of pulling on the same rope you're going for the same end goal and all of it comes back to you you know it's all you've got to do it it's it's a great way to kind of get yourself ahead while also propelling those around you and underneath you ahead in their life as well it's rewarding to to watch people grow too to watch people's skills develop and for them to advance in their career and all that stuff is remembered down the road. I mean, maybe you're looking for a job one day and they're in a position where they're hiring people and they're, you know, they're looking at applications and all of a sudden they come across yours and they'll remember what you did for them. And it's a reciprocal relationship. So keep that in mind. Treat everybody underneath you with respect and it'll go a long way in life. Same with if you're an apprentice now, glean whatever you can off of your journeyman, off of the person who's, you know, in, in charge of your day to day. Glean whatever you can. If they're not a great person, you know, take whatever lessons you can anyway and try to flip those on their head when you're in a mentorship role down the road. Remember what it feels like. Remember how you think they could have done the job better and then apply that to your own life and to your own skills when you move forward. You can take a lot of lessons from the good people in your life and sometimes you can take even more lessons from the bad people or the people who you know, mistreat you in life, especially on the job. Those kind of lessons can really help you down the road in reminding you how not to treat those people working underneath you. So I'm not going to repeat that in the way that it applies to work because, well, it was all just laid out there. But also when it comes to, you know, whatever you do, do the very best you can at it. That goes right into work. Take pride in your work, whatever it may be. For me, it's in how I wire a place or, you know, right now, lately, it's been a lot of troubleshooting. A lot of people have had their quote unquote uncle or, you know, this handyman down the road who's done this renovation. And I've been stuck on a job for a few days now trying to figure out what's going on, reconnect circuitry and connect it properly in the first place because half the house is dead. So it's a bit of a it's a bit of a nightmare. I think it's a bit of a learning curve for the homeowners too because they're realizing it costs about 3 times more in the long run when I'm having to fix and correct other stuff that was already previously done. So anyway, take pride in your work, do it properly. Take your time at it. In trades, that's very applicable a lot of the time, you know, if you're a framer, if you're a drywaller, if you're a a plumber and electrician, that stuff may get covered up, but you know when those problems or that a little bit shoddy work can turn into faults or leaks or cracks or, you know, foundational issues in the future. So really put pride into your work. You're building people's workplaces, their homes, their, you know, you're building these structures. So put put the appropriate amount of pride and time into your work and really make sure that it's something you can stand back on the end, at the end of the day and, and look at with pride and really show off to your your family. I mean, my my wife, it drives her crazy. We're driving down the road and half the time it's like, oh, I worked on that house. Oh, I built that place. And, you know, my kids now do it like, oh, dad, there's your job. And it's like, yeah, awesome. But I take pride in it. It's something that I like to point out as much as it may drive them crazy. And every other trades dad who's listening to this knows exactly what I'm talking about. It drives them nuts, but it's a sense of pride. I like to show it off. That'll about wrap it up. So again, thank you for joining me on this journey through 2020. This is my 18th and final episode of the year next year i should have 52 episodes in the book so by 
you know, December 31st, 2021, I should be at 70 episodes. So I'm not going to give up. The one good quality I've got is a relentless and dogged work ethic. So even if this thing starts to suck and downloads go off a cliff, I'm still going to be spinning my wheels trying to find a way to make it better. So I really appreciate everybody who's kind of joined along for the journey up to this point. And to anybody on board who's new, um, again, there's one episode that I really encourage you to go listen back to. It's episode 10 with Dustin. Um, but episode, you know, any of the interviews, I really found that I gained a lot of knowledge out of. That's just the one that has really it's left a lasting impression on me. And I really appreciate Dustin. And yeah, again, I'm looking forward to having one again next year. So so that's it for today. I hope you found some value in this week's episode. If you did and are interested in more content like this, please rate, comment, subscribe and recommend the podcast to a friend. I really appreciate all the feedback you guys have given me to this point and look forward to hearing from you again. As always, the podcast page is The Plaid Jacket Philosopher on Facebook, at Jacket Plaid on Twitter, and at Plaid Jacket Philosopher on Instagram. That concludes this week's episode. Thank you so much for the continued support, and especially to those of you who reach out weekly with comments on each episode. Have a great week, and I'll talk to you all again soon. Also, if you're still listening, thank you. Email the show at plaidjacketphilosopher at gmail.com and give me your name, your address, and any comments or any topics you'd like covered in the podcast. But if you send me your name and your address, I will send off a couple of stickers in the mail to you ASAP. So I look forward to hearing from you guys. Again, I'll talk to you all again next week.